Good morning. When I came in, someone came and gave me this thing of water and said, in case the sermon's dry. <laughs> you may need it more than me today. <laughs> there it is. It's great to be at Excite, isn't it? Thank you, Paul and Ruth, for inviting me to share this morning. It's always a privilege to share the Word of God together. He will make a way. There's an old song that we used to sing a few years, years ago that goes like this. I won't sing it to you, otherwise you'd all leave. <laughs> he will make a way. Heads of those who know this song. Three old people, yes, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. So often God is working behind the scenes and you and I don't see what he's doing, but he's there. And his intention is to make a way for you and I to get where he wants us to get. That is a place of blessing and fulfillment and joy. And uh, he, he's doing that for you. Whatever you and I face this year, the Lord will make a way for us. Because we're his kids. We belong to him. He loves us with an unfailing love as we've been singing this morning. There's always a way through. I don't know, it may be that you're facing a mountain that you say, I don't know, this is, whoa, this is huge. I don't know how to get over this mountain. He does. He knows the way. Where there seems to be no way. He will make a way. It may be a desert. You may have come into a dry period in your life and you think, how long is this going to go on for? I just seem to be dry and, and, and there's a way through that desert. He knows the way. Or it may be a sea that you've got to get across or a river that you've got to get through. You say, I don't know. I, I, I just can't see any way through this right now. Well, I know a saviour who knows the way through that sea. He can part the waters. He can make it so that you could walk through dry ground. He can cause that river to become crossable because his name is Jesus and there is nothing too hard for him. He will make a way for you. And we need to trust him. And as a church, you know, in this time of, of harvest, he knows the way to this harvest. He knows... He's already positioning us to receive the harvest. Not only that there will be a harvest, that we'll be able to hold that harvest and store that harvest and have ongoing harvests in the years that lie ahead. He knows the way that we take. I remember years ago, I was, I was down in the Marlborough Sounds and staying there and... and uh, I enjoyed going for a walk and it was a beautiful day and I decided to walk around. It was low tide, so I thought I'll, I'll walk around the, the, the edge of the sound and went along one beach and then because it was low tide, I could get around the headland to the next beach and it was nice. I just did that and then came to the end of that little beach and I went around the next headland and round into the next beach and, and that was great. And then I went along and I came to this and, and the next headland went straight into the water. I thought, ah, 
I'm not going to get round to the, I can't get round to the next beach. I'm going to have to go up onto the road. I have to climb up that bank and get on the road. I thought, wait a minute, I can get up this little bit of cliff here. I can do this. And so I started to climb. I don't like heights, but anyway, I thought I'll do this. So I'm up about three metres and a voice in my mind said this, there is a better way than this. <laughs> well, being a man, I took no notice. <laughs> and uh, so I just kept going and, 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 and a couple more metres up and that little voice came again and just said, there is a better way than this. I said, Lord, is that you? Anyway, I got down, clambered back down and made my way along this headland uh, up towards where the road was. And as I got along to a certain place, all of a sudden as I looked, there was a crevice and it had cut the rock in two and there was a pathway going right between this headland and it was a sandy path and I could see the beach on the other side. So being very clever, I went that way. And walked straight. As I got about halfway, there was a tree, branches of a tree that came across. And just as I got halfway, a bellbird came and just landed on that tree and began to sing and sing. I said, thank you, Lord, a bit of music on the way. <laughs> and I said to him, I didn't, I didn't know this was here. And the voice said again, yes, I know, but I knew it was here. And so I walked through and walked to the next beach and got, enjoyed my walk and came back. Guess which way I went coming back? Through the crevice again. Because now I knew there was a better way. And God said, this has been there for thousands of years, but you never knew. And sometimes we are making our way in life, but sometimes the Holy Spirit draws alongside, there's a better way than this. There's a better way than what you know so far. In Job chapter 23, there's some scriptures there that, that I, I'd like to read to you. Job 23, well, it's up on the screen, it will be in a minute. Job 23. Is it coming there? Have they gone to sleep there? You don't have the scriptures? Well, we missed that. I'll read it to you. Job couldn't see God. He, could, he, he was just in a circumstance. He just didn't know where God was. He says this. Verse 9. Verse 8, if I look closer. But if I go to the east, he is not there. If I go to the west, I do not find him. When he, when he is at work in the north... I do not see him. When he turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him. But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, I will come forth like gold. And Job says, I, I can't see what God's doing. I turn to this side, I don't, I don't get it. Whichever way I look, I just can't seem to see what God is doing right now. I just, it just isn't happening for me. God, where are you? I don't know where you are. I can't see what you're doing. And Job said, but he knows he can see me. 
Although I can't see him, he can see me. And when he's tested me, I know that I'll come through this, that God will make a way for me. And I'll get through it because God is with me. And if God's with me, who can be against me? And he, and he makes a faith statement. He says, I will come through. When I get through this, hallelujah, I'll come forth like gold. Things will happen in my life that will make me better than I was before. It's a statement of faith and a position of faith. Remember, years ago I was in England and... Uh, we decided on a day off that we'd go and uh, visit a maze. And we, so we went down to this place, we paid our money, and we said, you go in, there was a hedge maze. And the hedge was out about this high. So I thought, this will be fun. We'll get into this and then we'll get out. Well, we got in, all right. We get into this maze and we're going along and you can't, and you think, well, I was in there for about a quarter of an hour and I think, oh, well, time to get out of here now. This shouldn't be too difficult. So I made no progress whatsoever. Whichever way I turned, just the hedge. I thought, no, I remember this. It must go this way. It wasn't that way either. Went this way, no. And now another 10 minutes, I thought, I'm over this maze. <laughs> I'm, I'm over this. I'm out of here. But I couldn't get out. A few more minutes went by, and I thought, I know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to admit I can't get out of this on my own. So before we went in, we were instructed that if you really get stuck and you want a bit of help, just put your hand up. And so I thought, right, I need a bit of instruction here. So I stuck my hand up. And as soon as I stuck my hand up, a voice said, turn left. <laughs> there was a guy who was sitting up above the maze watching all of us lose our way and our patience and, <laughs> and everything else. And from where he was sitting, it was clear as, clear as clear which way we should go. And he says, go left. So I went left. Go left again. Went left again. Go right. And I'm out. And I think, what? Good. Although you may not be able to see the way, there is one who sees you. And there comes a time in our lives where we need to put up our hands. And take hold of him who has a nail-scarred hand and say, Lord, lead me out of this. Lord, you know the way. Lead me, Lord. Take my hand and lead me through this. And he will. Because he can see. From where he sits in heaven, he can see a pathway that you can never see. And he asks you to trust him. And he asks you to put your hand in his hand. Of the man who stilled the waters. Yeah, that's right. The man who calmed the sea. And if you'll do that, and you'll put your hand in God's hand, even when you feel like letting go again, His strong grip will hold you and lead you into His future for you. Yeah. That's right. And it's good. good. It's a good future. <laughs> in Isaiah 42, we read a very interesting scripture. Isaiah 42. Have we got that one? Yes! <laughs> Look at that on the screen. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. 
even along unfamiliar pathways, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. What a great scripture that is. Isn't that a great scripture? You know, God says, even if you're blind, I can still lead you. He knows us. My wife thinks I'm blind when I'm looking for something. She says, you're doing a man look. And she goes straight to the drawer and out comes the, the garment that I have not seen nor heard of for some time. But God says, I will lead the blind by ways, even if they're unfamiliar. You know, when, you, when a blind person lives in a house and he or she gets around in that house, fine. Because they've learned where things are in the house. And they measure out, it's three paces here, then turn left, two paces here, and you go right and you miss the table. And then you go this way, and then you're through that door, and so many paces down the corridor, you've turned left into your bedroom and so on. You know, you imagine if a blind man went to work and his wife moved all the furniture while he was out. And he gets back in, he comes home, and everything's moved. It's unfamiliar to him. He would just keep banging into things all the time. I remember one time I, I was, went to visit Ken. Now, Ken used to come to church, and Ken, had a, he was blind. And he had a... He had a, uh, a, a guide dog, a nice Labrador that used to come to church and sit in the second row. To the amusement of the, uh, of, of the teenagers, that dog used to break wind all the time through the meeting. <laughs> but I went to visit Ken, and Ken, I knock on the door. It's, it's evening time. After I say, come and see you, Ken. I knock on the door. He comes to the door. He says, oh, get out Ian. How are you? Thanks for coming. And he turns around and walks down the corridor turns one direction and disappears. He said, just, I'll, buy, I'll put on the jug. I said, fine. I couldn't see. He hadn't got any lights on in his house. <laughs> so I'm going down the corridor, sort of feeling the way, and then I hear the voice saying, are you coming? <laughs> well, I said, yeah, I would if I could see where I'm going. Oh, he says, sorry, I don't, I don't use lights in this house. <laughs> See, he knew, he, he knew so many paces down the corridor and, and then into the house and this way. But for me, man, I, I couldn't see it. He turned the light and I said, oh, that's better. And sometimes in life we get to those points where we can't see. It's just darkness. When, some of us are even afraid to take the next step because we're not sure. And God says to you, I can lead the blind. Even if the path's unfamiliar, I can still lead such a person. Trust me. Put up your hand and hold his hand. Hallelujah. By ways along unfamiliar pathways, I will guide them. And I'll turn the darkness into night. The light will come on soon enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if the pathway is a bit rough for you, and you're afraid to walk confidently into your future, God says, I'll even smooth those parts out as well for you. Hallelujah. I'll remove the obstacles. There might be obstacles today, but it'll be a smooth road tomorrow. Hallelujah. Trust me. I know the way. Hallelujah. Where there seems to be no way. 
There is a way through. Hallelujah. And He knows that way for you. And He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. And if the place seems unfamiliar to you, and there's some people here this morning that are going to start to walk in unfamiliar pathways. It's a new day. Yeah. It's a day that you've not walked before. Yeah. And you'll say, I'm not sure about this. I don't, I've, this, is, this is different for me. I, this is stretching me. Trust Him. Yeah. Even if you can't see, He can. That's right. Just yeah. follow me and I will make you fishes of men or whatever else he chooses to make of our lives. Numbers 10 and verse 33. So they set out from the mountain of the Lord and traveled for three days. And the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them during those three days to find them a place to rest. Now the Ark of the Covenant speaks of the presence of the Lord. Do you know that Jesus is already ahead of you? Yeah. And he's searching out a place for you. Let's go to the next scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 1. Then I said to you, see, they were afraid to go into the promised land. They said there's giants in that land. There's walled cities. We've got no show. This is scary. And God said to them, then I said to you, do not be terrified or do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of your future. Don't be afraid what's ahead. The Lord your God. Who? The Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me. Besides still waters, he restores my soul. Hallelujah. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his own namesake. This Lord, your shepherd, his name is Jesus. He is, who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. And the Lord went before them, didn't he? Went before them. And he searched out a place. You know, God goes before us and he searches out a place for us. In, in, in the book of Kings, 1 Kings chapter 17, there was a famine coming. 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse, uh, what is it, 2 and verse 3. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah and said, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan. There was a famine coming for three years. And God said, I better find a place for my man. So God goes before him and searches out the only brook that was still running. It says, if you go down, turn east, go down there to the, to, to the brook Cherith and, and, and you'll be fine. So he goes down there. Then what happens? Sometime later, the brook dried up. Oh, because there'd be no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. If one source dries up, God can make another. That's right. That's good. If one thing stops happening for you and the line of blessing begins to slow down, God knows that he's already preparing the next source of blessing and of provision for you. He has already gone ahead of you and he's searching out for you so that you will lack nothing. Hallelujah. 
He said, I don't know which way to go. Put your hand up and say, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Do I go east or west, Lord? Yeah. Elijah, go east, man. Yeah. I've already made, I've already commanded. So God is already preparing other people to meet your needs. He's, got, he's on track. He says, just trust me. I'm your shepherd. Follow me. You see, it's like that. Even Jesus in Mark chapter 10 and verse 12, when Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, it says this. When they were on their way up to Jerusalem. With what? What was he doing? Leading the way. John chapter 14 says this. John chapter 4. You remember this scripture? It's familiar, isn't it? Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house has many rooms. Now, if I showed you my Bible for that verse, you would find the word rooms crossed out. You say, you shouldn't cross verses out. No, well, not the verse, just the word. Because I was brought up and it says mansions in my whole version. Now, you can settle for a room if you like, but I'm going for a mansion. <laughs> Hands up those who would prefer a mansion to a room when you get to heaven. So that verse was a bit, that's NIV. <laughs> My father's house has many rooms, many, not, not on your life. Hallelujah. I'm going to live long enough for him to have time to build a mansion. Yeah. All right. My father has many mansions. If that were not so, would I have told you that? I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Keep going. No. You've missed a slide. <laughs> and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will what? Come again. Come again and take you with me so that where I am, there you may be also. What is it? I'm going, Jesus said, I'm going ahead of you to prepare a place for you. Now in context, he's talking about heaven. And he's talking about the mansions. But I'm telling you, it's not just heaven. Jesus is going before you and me to prepare a place for you and me in this life. He's getting something beautiful for you. He's got something wonderful for you and I. He's got life and life in all of its fullness ahead of you. Hallelujah. He's like that. And Jesus, I'm going ahead. I'm going searching out a place for you. And I'm getting it ready for you. And when I've got this, this, this future ready for you, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you. I'm going to come back and call you. I'm going to come back so that where I am, where I have prepared this for you, you will be also. Friends, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And it is an exciting plan. You didn't want to miss it for anything. And Jesus is going ahead to search out a place. Whenever we've looked for something, we've always said, Lord, go ahead of us and find us the right house. Just recently, we moved here. And we looked all around Kerry, Kerry, and found nothing. I said, Lord, I, I've asked you to search out a place. I can't find it. He says, it's because you're not looking in the right place. Keep looking. And then we found found the place out in Whangaroa Harbour.
And you know, the guy wouldn't sell it to us. He put a price on it and then we put an offer and he whapped his price. And it was difficult. The negotiations all just ground to a halt. Then Soph was reading the scriptures one morning and the verse, Joshua chapter 110, it says, Get your supplies ready. For in three days you will cross this Jordan and enter the land which I am giving you to possess so you can live in it. Right. In exactly three days to the hour we signed the agreement and we're in this lovely place. Glory. Why? Because he searched out a place. Yeah. He went before us and found it and we just had to follow his steps. God is a good God. This morning you might find yourself in impossible situations. You might feel like you're in a maze. You're hedged in. You can't see a way out. You've been going this way and going that way, but, you know, it just... How do you get out of this? The answer's the same as what I received when I was stuck in that maze. I put my hand up and took hold of his hand. And he led me out of difficult circumstances, impossible circumstances, and led me out into a new place. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. The thing is, you may say, I can't even find my way to God. I don't even know where God is. I, I, I'm not sure about my life. The best advice I can give to you is to ask Jesus to lead you and to be your Lord and to be your Saviour. See, how can I do that, Ian? I don't even know the way back to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me, so He is the way. There may be people who say, I've, I, I've really never had a living relationship with the Lord. Not really. Open your life to Him. a step of faith and say I'm going to trust you Lord I believe you can lead me I believe you can guide me and there's two steps that can help you this verse in the Bible comes up and says this and it's in Romans chapter 10 it says you say and how can I get back to God one if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord there's a step and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, that is forgiven and cleansed from all guilt. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Some people say, I believe about God, I believe in God. Listen, let me tell you something. Every devil in hell believes in God they don't take the next step they don't confess with their mouth Jesus is Lord 
It's like me standing at the, at the altar wanting to get married to Sophia and the, and the minister says, will you take this woman to be, your, be your, your, your wedded wife? Thank you. That's what he said. And I'm standing there and I, I could be thinking, well, don't be stupid. What do you think I'm here for? I believe that she's my wife. No, no, no. He says, you've got to say, I will. You've got to confess with your mouth. Otherwise, you're not getting married. You're not going past this point. And I'm telling you, you're not going to get past your point either until you make Jesus your Lord. Invite Him to be your Saviour and Lord. So it'd be good to, if there's people here today to give that opportunity, wouldn't it? And if you've been distanced from God, why don't you take some steps of faith and begin to follow Jesus? He will make a way for you where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. Let's just pray for a minute, shall we? Father, thank you. You must love us very much, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross to make a way that our sin could be cleansed and forgiven. And that, Father, you long for us to return to you. And I pray that this morning people will trust you with their lives and will turn towards you and not only believe in their heart but confess with their mouth Jesus is Lord while we're just in this attitude of prayer let me talk with you just for a minute more Jesus said this if two of you shall agree touching anything it shall be done I would love the privilege of agreeing with anybody this morning. Just the two of us. You say, Ian, I want to give my life to the Lord. I'm ready. I'd love to agree with you about that. And if you and I agree, it'll be done. And so while others are praying, I'm just going to ask you to do a simple thing. Just lift your eyes towards me and look me straight and I'll see you. And if I don't see you, give us a little wave and say, it's me this morning. I'm giving my life to the Lord, or I'm coming back to the Lord. Is there anyone like that? Just lift your eyes towards me and I'll see you. And I'll know that that's what you're doing this morning. Is there anyone like that? Just lift your hand. God bless you. As you open your heart to the Lord this morning, He will make such a difference in your life. He knew you'd be here this morning, and He loves you with an unfailing love. Receive Jesus as your Saviour and Lord. Today begins a whole new journey. Hallelujah. Just tap the person next to you and say, I'm giving my life to the Lord. Is there anyone else? You're looking at me, just, I don't want to marry, but you're saying yes. Is there anyone else? Just lift your hand and just say, yeah, just make sure I, I can see you. Is that why you're looking at me? Yeah. Hey, it's your day. God loves you. And though you can't see everything that he can see right now, a pathway is opening for you that's going to bless you and your wife and your baby in ways that you can hardly believe. Get ready. The door's opening for you. Receive Jesus. This will say, Jesus, I make you my Savior and my Lord this morning. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful day for you. Is there anyone else? You're saying yes to the Lord. 
this is, this is so important. We can take a minute just to make sure we don't miss anyone. Is there anyone else who's saying yes? Hallelujah. So, Lord, we thank you this morning. You're such a good God. And, Lord, thank you for these two that today are opening their hearts to you. Let it be the most wonderful day of their lives. We give you thanks in Jesus' name.